Welcome you guys. I have an incredible episode for you today, especially if you're a parent and especially if your child is a rebel, a freedom seeking young human. If you guys are new to my work, my name is Amity Rose. I'm a certified hypnotherapist and self-transformation coach. Now, I have three children. They are 10, 15, and 17. I had to think about that. And this particular episode is really going to be focused around my son. My son is 10, and he is a rebel child. And the beauty of this is so am I, and so was I. So... I literally am raising a version of myself, and I'm just going to dive right in. So this is a very raw, vulnerable share. All of this is still super present, right? This is something that happened last night. This is a process that I went through today, actually, before recording this, so still very in my field, in my awareness, so just be gentle if you have any feedback. I simply am just sharing my personal experience and how I navigate motherhood as a healer, as a mentor, and then also raising conscious humans. So this is simply my experience. If you find it helpful, absolutely use it. If not, you know, just let it go. Let it fade into the background. So we'll start at the beginning. My own childhood was a bit traumatic in certain points. I was a rebel child and just freedom. It's literally tattooed on my body. My freedom was my utmost priority. And I was born to a rule-following mother. Like, we just, we follow the rules. (laughs) This is what we do. So you could see how that might clash. And she found or did her best to honor my freedom of expression, however that was, within, right, the boundaries so that I could still be an acceptable human in society. So I applaud her. She absolutely did her best while she being so opposite, right? She just couldn't understand this wild child like I was. So I had some traumatic things happen to me. One where um, I felt like my mom really gave up on me. She just, I pushed her to the point where, it's semi-valid too, I had pushed her really like past her breaking point and she didn't know what else to do and had zero resources or support and then sent me away. So I interpreted that through my young immature mind as I was abandoned, I was rejected, and most of all, that she gave up on me. And that hurt and spent many, 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 many years uh, healing that wound. Because the mother wound is is huge. It's our biggest, uh, just by nature, right? It's our biggest, most deep wounding that we have. So I had told myself that the medicine that would help heal me, my younger version was to not be neglected and not be given up on. Like, that's what hurt the worst. So this lovely, incredible universe that we live in, so amazing. Guess what I created and attracted? My own rebel freedom-seeking child in the form of my son. So here I am having my opportunity to parent similar to how I was, right? And I am much more equipped than my mom to parent a 
personality like this because I understand it. I get it. Whereas my mom just, she was baffled. She hadn't, she couldn't understand me at all. So I get my son deeply because I am that same freedom seeking being. And also, right, there's this traditional parental programming that we've been um, ingrained with and conditioned with. So navigating the lines of that, but here is my opportunity to as far and deep as my son is pushing me to the boundaries of my sanity, of my emotional and spiritual well-being, my mental health, like as much as he is pushing me, I remember me and what it, what was the medicine I needed to feel not given up on. So when I am at my wit's end, I refuse to give up on him and in a way, it's a chance for me to heal myself. It's a chance for me to stand by what I'm saying I needed. And I'm giving that to her. So there's a couple of things. And bear with, bear with me. If you're new to the podcast, I kind of bounce all over. But it's just all such good information from my heart, right? This is my lived real experience. And my son is a challenge. He's been a challenge from day one. And then he's actually right challenging at school, I get calls constantly, conferences. Um, it's routine, right? Routinely being told, and this is something's wrong with my son, right? He won't follow the rules. He's doing this. He doesn't want to do this. He's falling behind here. He's not listening here. He's not focused here, right? So I've been lucky enough to, in the most recent years, have just these brilliant women for teachers, which is helpful. But basically from when he started this academic school system, I've been receiving feedback that can be interpreted as something's wrong with your son. And then he interprets that, right? Like he's like, well, something's wrong with me. My, my brain's not working or I'm, I don't work right because I'm constantly being told that something's wrong with me. So that's a whole different package that we're not unwinding today, but there's that. <laughs> and so here I have this beautiful boy that challenges everybody's rules, including my own, right? The entire school system, parenting itself, like he's so deeply rooted in his freedom. He doesn't want to listen to anyone ever. And when he's pushed up against the wall, right, he, he fiercely fights back, which usually makes things a little bit worse. So I am experiencing that and I have my own personal perspective, right? I just see this as like little Amity, right? And, and in a little bit of different version, but like how can I parent the way that I wanted to be parented? And I bring such beautiful gifts to my mothering, right? I have a conscious awareness that surpasses my mom to this day. So I'm able to bring him that, right? He has knowledge of universal laws and manifestation and the power of, of emotional intelligence, right? Energy work is his emotional work, but He's impulsive, he's responsive, he's irrational, right? He's fiery, he's really uh, explosive. These are and can be uncomfortable. And I've come to realize like it's uncomfortable when I feel like I'm trying to control him and not allowing him to be himself. And this is where we bump up against that traditional parenting model, whereas like this freedom of allowing our kids to be who they are, especially people like me and my son who like, that's all we want. That's our biggest 
biggest why and our priority is just like, let me be free. And then we have this, you know, model of like, well, we exist in society. We go to school, we go out to eat, we go shopping. We've got these like societal rules of like what's considered acceptable and what's considered not. So my son pushes every boundary of what's considered acceptable. And I dance between understanding him, raising a conscious freedom seeking being, and then also, right, just for one week, not getting a call that tells me like something my son did, (laughs) you know? So it's like, it's definitely, definitely a challenge. And this podcast comes from a really aligned, inspired place because I lost my shit last night. Lost my shit. I got pushed to my max, basically, and I lost it. And when we look back, right, that momentum was building. So I continuously do personal alignment work that brings myself back into just like this abundant, amazing feeling that has become my dominant state of being. So as soon as I dip out, I immediately feel the contrast, right? I immediately feel like, okay, wait, I'm off because I reside at such just, just a high frequency. So I, I mean, when I take lost it a lot, my, my son was scared. I mean, I just explosively expressed, right? But then, then where does my son get it? <laughs> so there's that. And I had so much healing that came. So toward the end of the episode, I'm going to share the exact processes that I do because I'm like a process queen. Like I have tools that work, right? That I use myself, that I teach my clients, that I share with you guys. So if they resonate, right, you have access to them. But this is exactly what I do to heal myself, so it's so, so valuable. So if you're interested in processes, do stick around to the end. I'm going to show exactly what I move through and work through and then and how I'm moving forward too. So I lost my shit last night and I got these revelations of how to move forward. I got so much downloads from my son, right? My son's higher self was totally communicating with me and Um, I got a lot, a lot of healing. So I want, first off, I want to share with you guys that there doesn't need to be any negative connotations around how we experience and express ourselves, right? Like I could have felt a lot of shame for getting so angry last night and, and yelling and screaming and really kind of blowing up, right? I could put some negativeness around it, but why? How is that going to help me? How is that going to help this relationship or my son, So I didn't do any of that. I realized like there was momentum building and it was bound to happen. I also see the cyclical nature of everything. So through the explosive blow up was all these beautiful downloads and integration and wisdoms and then burst this process that then burst this podcast that's going to serve so many women. So it's like I know enough that like nothing is ever inherently bad unless I want to place blame on it, which I would never So I can see already the benefits, the wisdom, the goal, the value that's coming. Like my son and ours relationship shifted because I have conscious awareness enough to like work my own process, to do my own shit. And then I speak and teach him from my place of alignment, from my place of awareness. So I just want to give you permission that If you lose your shit, if you scream, if you yell, if you can't handle it, if you have a breakdown, if you cry, if you whatever, like give yourself permission to feel and express however you need to. Obviously, you know, I would have much rather 
wanted to handle that more gracefully. Of course, I didn't have access to grace in that moment. I, I didn't, you know, and so all of the times that you maybe were explosive or acted in ways that you, you didn't want, like grace, right? If you couldn't give yourself grace in the moment, give yourself grace now. So that's super important. And that's part of um, the beginning of my healing process. And then realizing that these rebel children come in, myself included, right? And one resource that I really, really like to listen to is Abraham Hicks. I listen to not only just all of the teachings, but especially on parenting. And they have this really unique perspective of like children in alignment and minding your own business and not trying to control them. And uh, it goes against, right, traditional parenting model, what we've been told, right, follow the rules. I can't even, like my grandma's like 86 years old and I've learned a little bit about like what her lifetime was about and it's so far away from what we have now right? Like just the gender thing, the women and the men and the women didn't work and um, the money and like the kids didn't talk, right? They couldn't express themselves. They just needed to be looked at. And I mean, all of our kind of like worldly societal rules that were even a few generations ago, my grandma's still alive, right? So it's like there's this generational gap and Abraham Hicks talks about like the kids that come in, like they're vibrating faster. They're more consciously aware. They're more up to speed than previous generations. So even though I'm masterful at this work and very much, you know, connected myself, my son is still ahead of me. And I believe that to be true, right? That's my own personal perspective. And I believe that to be true. I also believe that he has come as a teacher of mine. So there's this book, I believe, by Neil, Neil something Walsh, and it's a children's book. I highly recommend it. I will find it and put it in the show notes, the actual title of it. But it talks about uh, us meeting at the bus stop in terms of before we come in body. So the souls come by the bus stop and every soul has kind of like its purpose or lessons that it wants to learn in this physical, uh, this human incarnation, Right. So it asks, like it's soul buddies, like, hey, I really want to learn forgiveness or I really want to learn um, how to love unconditionally or whatever it is. And we, we need partners, right? We need partners to come in to give us that tangible experience so that we actually can learn. So I believe my son and I, we had a conversation at the bus stop. Side note, I also believe this is not my first lifetime with my son. I know that to be true and it will not be my last, right? We are very much soulmates. So... We had this conversation in spirit about like, yeah, I'll go down. I'll be your son. And I will help you learn massive lessons about releasing control, right? And honoring freedom and letting go, right? There's so much letting go that has to happen in parenting. So my son agreed to come down. And even though we're soulmates, like, I don't know if I (laughs) thought this journey would be easy or, (laughs) but he's like, no, We are doing some real work, right? And we are expanding and growing together. So that happened on a soul level. So I see him as my teacher. I see all my kids as my teacher, honestly. But my son is definitely my most challenging uh, child, for sure. So he's this great teacher for me. And if I can look through the eyes of that, if I can look through the eyes of not only is he my teacher, but he agreed to come down for us to have an adventure together. And if I start looking at how life is unfolding as an adventure, right, with its ups and its downs, I am on an adventure with my son. And 
there's some other things that I want to share with the processes with you guys in just a few minutes, but there's so many lessons here that he's inviting me into. And will I accept the invitation is really what it comes down to. Like, will I say yes to my growth? I'm deeply uncomfortable, right? Raising this child because he pushes every boundary, every rule. He challenges it all. And sometimes, and I get this, we want our children to conform because it's easier for us. It's easier for me if I don't get any phone calls from the principal or from the teacher, right? That's easier for me because then I don't, I don't get uncomfortable and I don't have to look at my shit and I don't have to work on my parenting or on my inner emotional state, right? It's easier. So I found that parents want their kids to conform out of selfishness. It's easier for me if my son just listens, follows all the rules, doesn't follow his own intuition. If he just is a total rule follower, it's very, very much easier for me because then I'm not confronted with anything that's going to make me look at my own shit and, and expand and grow deeper and heal and transform whatever it is I need to look at. So that is really the traditional parenting programming that we have is how can we make this easier for us, right? So if I taught him to conform, which goes against my whole nature, so it's like finding a way for me to honor his freedom and who he is, not wanting him to change, even though I feel that so much. I'm like, if you would just do this, my life would be so much easier, right? But is that the truth? Is, and is that what I desire? Is that really what I desire? And then we look at a soul level, that there's no growth and evolution happening if it's just easy and I'm not being challenged at all. So, whew. All right, let me, that's a little bit of backstory of what's happening. Let me share my processes. And this is really like where the transformation and healing comes from. I receive, right, simultaneously like downloads and ideas and integration. So I usually am given like guidance right away on, on next steps and what to do. So you guys, if you are raising rebel children like me, if you are a rebel and you're raising the next generation of rebels, it is our job combined with theirs, right? We're in this partnership together to undo the traditional parenting program and create a new parenting model. One where we are supporting our children in their natural expression and creating an environment where they thrive, right? So let me tell you my processes, which really helped shift a lot of energy. I did so much crying right before recording this podcast. So the first thing that I did was I sat down and I wrote a letter from him to me and I believe that I, I tap into his essence when I'm writing, that it's not just my own ideas. I feel like there's a combination of energies happening. I kind of call him in and the words flow through. So it's probably a mix of my own perception and what I want to hear as well as, as his input. But the whole purpose of the letter is for healing, right? So what would I need to hear that would soften my resistance here? What words, ideas do I need to have shared with me from my son's perspective that can really bring some peace to my heart 
And I wrote a whole page that was just while I was bawling, right? Simultaneously crying. And that's a release, right? So he's just sharing with me things I already knew, ideas that I hadn't even thought of, right? Come through when we do the subconscious act of writing. So it was really, really beautiful, very healing. I released a lot. I have found some peace. I also have a deep, deep fear of um, losing my son, right? Having him leave his body prior to me leaving my body and a lot of grief through that. But again, if we look back, that's control, right? I want to control his life experience. I want him to stay and I leave first, right? But that's not up to me. So just facing my own fears, coming to a place or even a willingness, right? This is what my prayer was. I I wasn't even, I'm not at a place of acceptance. I'm just not, but I'm willing. I'm willing to come to a place of peace where I let go of all control and I just allow my son to have his own life experience. His soul came here for his own life lessons, for his own journey, for his own adventure. Like, yes, we are partners in this. And yes, we are doing life together, but he has a whole journey and purpose that I'm not involved in, that I don't know anything about, right? So if I can just be a cheerleader and a support system and a place of knowledge and experience for him and relinquish control and give him full freedom and let him go, right? That's such a theme in my life is like for all of us really like let things go, let him live his life. Right, So this letter was really deeply healing for me. And then what I did was, again, willing. I don't think I've come to a full release forgiveness of myself, but I, have, I am willing. I'm willing to forgive myself for all past moments in motherhood where I didn't shine or didn't do my best, you know, or really where I acted really embarrassing or ungracefully. I am willing, absolutely willing to forgive myself. For those moments. So I've opened the door to forgiveness. I'm going to continue to do this work and I will reach full forgiveness mode. And the reason that I know I haven't fully forgiven myself is because I have, I'll remember certain experiences or have that memory where it got lodged in me because it's still alive and well, right? So something I did, something I said, some kind of experience that I still remember from many, many years ago, if I can still access it right away, that memory, it's not healed for me. It's only when like after the healing has happened and then the memories kind of fade into a dream and you can't recall it as easily. That's a sign, right? That things have been transmuted and that you found some healing in the area. So the fact that I have, you know, two or three memories with my son or like, you know, I wasn't at my best, that I can recall like it was yesterday tells me they're still in my field and they haven't been processed and healed. So anyway, my advice to you is also if the letter writing sounds great from your child's perspective, that can be a really, really medicinal thing for you. And then come to willingness, right? If you're not all the way there to forgiving yourself or even forgiving your kid, right? I didn't even tap into the anger and the frustration, um, the embarrassment and the rage. Like last night I was in rage. I was in my rage that I feel toward this little human being, right? So like that's a whole other animal is acknowledging that piece. So 
Those are the two pieces. And then my favorite part, I guess my favorite part, and I really hope that you will do this part because this was really fun. And this is, this is what shifted everything for me. And I'm going to put it into action or it's already in action, but I'm going to continue to put it into action is I wrote down the vortex version of my son. So if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks teachings, you know what the vortex is. It's just the word that they've given to the vibrational existence of what we want. So everything exists in vibration first before we experience the physical manifestation of it. So, and that's true with everything, right? So I wrote down what's the vortex version of him. So basically like what's his highest expression to me? Right, if he were to answer what his highest expression was, it would be very different, right? I'm in, I'm his mom, I'm a generation older, I see things very differently. But I just wrote things like gosh, he's happy, like he's so happy, he radiates joy, he's massively successful, he's still a rebel and a free spirit and a leader and a world traveler, and he creates a life that he loves, and he's masterful in his emotional intelligence, and he can shift his energy easily. He seeks depth, right? And he honors himself always and just all this beautiful stuff about him. So now what that does, because if you weren't already aware, we don't experience life through what's actually happening in life. We're experiencing life through our own perception. And I have this negative perception of my son, right? I've ha I have this momentum buildup of like phone call after phone call or like failing tests or, you know, remember I told you he challenges every boundary everywhere, so it's not like, it's not like he's just challenging in one area. Like for me, the rebel seeking, like I had behavioral issues, but I did really well. School came easy to me. So it's like I had good grades, even though, right, I was getting in trouble. So it was like at least one area was going well. My son challenges every single area. Everywhere. So that like wears me down, right? And there's momentum of how I see my son. To be honest, to be very brutally honest, I have not held my son in a very good light in a while, in a really long time. So I see him as angry and impulsive and responsive. And that's what I'm going to experience him as because I hold those deep beliefs about him so even when he's happy even when he's joyful and he's smiling I literally like delete that from my memory and then when I'm upset at him I only remind him of like all the bad shit he does and I've completely erased and deleted all the beautiful moments where like he's playful and he's fun and he's silly and he's goofy and like, cause that's happening all day as well. So the importance here is I became really hyper aware of, I had this negative perception of my son and I'm seeing him through those eyes. So no matter what he does, I'm seeing it through the eyes of like, oh, he's the angry kid or he's responsive or re impulsive or right. And then deleting all the information that counter counteracts that. So what this vortex version of them is, basically, if you don't know what the vortex is, just write down how you want to see them. What is their ideal version of them that you would really like to experience? And write that. And then, and then, this is the key piece. Like, don't just write it on the paper. But my experience is going to shift with my son because my perception of my son is changing. So rather than seeing him as this angry kid, I am now shifting to my son is this really happy boy. And when that get anchors into me, then when he has these little episodes or when things don't go well, I'm bumping up 
that against the perception of like, well, he's a happy kid, right? He'll move through anger quickly because he's a happy kid. You know, and so when our perception changes, I have all this beautiful writing from this vortex version of him, right? And I'm going to solidify through my own processes of embodiment and hypnosis and all that. I'm going to solidify. So that is the only way I see my son is this happy, healthy, joyful, abundant, beautiful soul. So when and if there is a circumstance or experience that's like outside the realm of that, because that's my baseline, because that's how I choose to see him, it's just an off moment. Whereas I have completely switched to like, I just see him as this off moment 100% of the time. And then don't give any effort or focus to him actually being a happy person. So the whole point of that particular exercise is to create this new perception of them, their highest, most brilliant, beautiful self of how you want to see them and then stay there. This is going to be a practice in self-discipline, especially in the beginning. I have, my muscles are pretty strong in when I want to create new realities. I know how to do that. So it's going to be semi-easy for me. If not, if this is kind of one of your new experiences with this, it's going to be challenging. It's the same way if you're like, okay, I'm going to start working out, right? And so you got to go day one, you got to go day two, you got to go day three, right? And to make it a routine, it's going to be the same way. You're up against some old conditioning and programming of how you used to see your, your child. So this is going to be revolutionary for my relationship because just simply changing my perception of him to a positive, supportive one is going to change the way I see him. And then every experience, right, every call I get from a teacher, every everything is going to come through that perception of him as this beautiful, happy kid versus the old perception that I had. So this is transformative. Just those three things that I did today uh, completely is going to revolutionize the way that I see my son. And then I'm going to have deeper conversations with him. I already had one this morning. Like we, he lives in the depth and I need to meet him there. I think sometimes that we can overlook children, right? Just being so young, uh, but they, they're sometimes a lot more masterful than we are and they're more connected and they're more intuitive and they know what they want and they're not willing to put up with bullshit. My son does not put up with bullshit. If he doesn't want to do something, he doesn't want to do it and he will tell you and then he won't do it. So it's like that is bold, right? I admire that. So if it's a quality that I admire, how can I not admire it in my son? Because when it's done and when you're 10 and in school and I get a phone call, it's uncomfortable, right? But am I willing to be present with my own uncomfortableness and do the work and then also still be a supportive place for my son? The other thing that came up from my letter from my son was about my own alignment. So what happens is we very much are conditioned to base our emotional state on things that are external, things that happen around us, to us, with the people. So my son has these instances and it's very clear that I'm not solid in my alignment around my son. He can take me out of the vortex. He can take me out of feeling good in half a second. And part of the reason why is because I have this negative perception of him versus the positive one, right? So just even if the phone rings, I'm like, ugh, you know, versus once we change the perception. So you see how important that is. But he's teaching me how to stay in alignment no matter what he's doing. 
And how valuable is that lesson? How incredibly valuable is that? Because I can do it in many other areas, but not with him. So this is where the practice, my practice, deepens. How to stay in alignment no matter what he's doing, no matter what trouble he's creating, no matter what he refuses to follow and listen to. Can I stay aligned? Can I choose to feel good no matter if I'm getting calls, if I've got a conference, if he's falling behind here? Like, can I stay in my alignment? Can I stay committed to my feeling good regardless of what he's doing? And that, that's worth its weight in gold. And that's really what came, got unearthed for me through all of this, like last night and my processes and even recording this, like that's, that's the lesson. That's the really, really powerful lesson. So I extend that to you. Like, can you, regardless of what your children or child is doing, can you just be so committed, right? Obviously you have to heal things. You have to heal. The the reason that I get taken out of the vortex so quickly is I have a lot of wounds, a lot of wounds. So it's not even possible for me to stay, right? Until I look at that stuff. But that's why the letter and the crying and all that, I healed a lot of the wounds. So I know, just from knowing myself, I know that it's going to be much easier for me to stay in my vortex and my alignment now because I released a lot today. So that's why when those outbursts and those things happen, no shame on you. It's a release that needed to come out and then you get to work you do the healing work, you do your processes, and then you're much more likely to be able to stay feeling good because of the healing. And the next time my son takes me out and I lose my shit because this won't be the last time, right? I use my tools and I heal and I transform and then I'll be even more likely to stay longer feeling good and connected before I get taken out again by something that he does, right? So it's like, it's just a process. And I... I'm so deeply grateful to be able to have a platform to like just share, right? How I heal, transform everything. And if you found it helpful, I'm so, so glad. If none of this resonated, you know, go ahead and and let it go. No need to to stick to it. And then it's also here. Maybe it's not a match now, but maybe it'll be next year. You know, you just don't know. So I thank you for being here. I have been told by numerous people to create some like conscious parenting Um, not only podcast episodes, but maybe a course or a class or offerings in my mentorship. So that might be something that comes along the way. If you're interested, definitely like reach out and let me know. It's something I'm very, very, very good at, but I've worked hard at it. And it's because I committed when my first daughter was born 17 years ago that I was not, I was unwilling to pass down any kind of unconscious uh, trauma, generational trauma to her, that I would do whatever it took to heal myself so that she was free to have her own life experience. And then I had another daughter and a son, and I'm still doing that work today. It'll be a lifelong unpacking, but that's why I'm so good at what I do. It's a commitment I made, you know, 17 years ago. So if you want help on this, I do have mentorships uh, options available. And then I also have uh, openings for private hypnotherapy clients too. So if that's something that is your jam, I would love, love, love to connect and work with you. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week. And if you're raising rebel children, you are special, right? They're only going to pick the parents that can really hold them. So it's an honor. I literally, I consider it an honor. After all the trouble (laughs) my son (laughs) has created... 
I honestly, at the end of the day, consider it an absolute honor to be this young human's mother. I, as challenging as it is, I, I choose this path and I choose him and I choose our adventure together. So I hope that you adopt that outlook too. It'll make things much easier and brighter for you and your little ones. Alrighty, I love you, love you, love you. 